uh, dude, so we, yeah, we connected uh, on LinkedIn a couple weeks ago. And so first of all, I legit follow your, your content. <laughs> it's good hey, stuff. Awesome. Yeah, legit follow it. Uh, and three, four weeks ago, I saw a video of yours uh, that said, uh, stop trying to be the expert. Uh, and I watched that and it was like, you know, mind blown emoji. Right. <laughs> so it's like, it just spoke to me. I, I just finished reading a book earlier this year, um, called, uh, ego is the enemy by Ryan yeah. holiday. Yeah, it's and, great. and dude, it was just right. What you said was just in alignment with that. It's like, we spend so much time trying to be the expert in our, in our given field. Um, and it's exhausting, dude, it's exhausting. Yeah. Uh, so the video spoke to me and I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to start, uh, consuming this dude's content and learn as much as I can. So I've got a, I've got a boutique, um, marketing agency, uh, coming up, coming up on two years now. Um, actually, awesome. no, this is two years. Yeah. Two years this month. Um, and I'm in a really niche, uh, you know, space. Um, my audience is, you know, tech entrepreneurs out of Latin America. Uh, and that's really all I do. I do lead generation and appointment setting for them. And, uh, and we're learning every day trying to improve processes, um, and enjoying it. So that's cool. Yeah. And, and, and in Latin America, why, why the South America like that? Uh, dude, it's, it's a little bit of me. I mean, um, I just love culture and travel and, yeah. uh, and, um, you know, I started working with a guy a couple of years ago, um, that was, uh, in software sales. Okay. And his, his entire network, uh, was South America. That was it. Uh, and, and he was really just the guy that created the handshake between, the software companies um, and and the decision makers here in the states, uh, and uh, I worked with him doing marketing, doing lead gen, built out some things. Uh, and when our time ended, I was like, you know what? I have a ton of cool people that I just you know just built a, a network with. So, reached out, and they said yes. Let's try to do some lead gen, and it worked out. So, tell me what's your process? Yeah, yeah. So um, everything is strictly LinkedIn. Um, we had started out with emails, uh, email marketing. Um, Dude, it works really well. Emails work really well with, with a warm audience. Uh, coming in cold, it's just, uh, it's a complete mess. Yeah. And you do, you do more harm than good. Um, and so uh, we, stick on link, we stick to LinkedIn um, for all of our lead gen. And it's just, it's really two deliverables. It's lead gen and appointment setting. So we find the leads, warm them up. Um, typically outbound messaging. We're, we're testing out a couple, of, a couple of things with content and ads right now. Uh, but yeah, that's essentially it. We, uh, and we, we book them uh, on our clients' calendars. Uh, and then I coach them on the sales calls, which I, I definitely want to discuss during this call. Um, okay. Sales cool. strategies and such. So that's it, yeah. man. It's really a two-step yeah, process cool. for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of like how we started too. I mean, that's what we're going to be rebranding. So we started as like, it's Automation Wolf, obviously right now, but we did yep. the cold outreach thing, but it was kind of like lukewarm, like, eh, wasn't crazy yeah. about it. And then that's why we moved into demand gen. I was like, oh, we got to do social selling and content production and warm mm -hmm. these people up. But we still use LinkedIn and cold emails, the lead domino, we just lead mm -hmm. with the interview strategy or the community strategy or just a soft connect. And then, you know, once we've got them, we, we then use the content to leverage that. So we have the short form, the long form at the LinkedIn events, and then we use the um, uploaded list for ads. So it's still like mm -hmm. heavy LinkedIn based. So we're, we're almost mm -hmm. like probably doing the same thing, just slightly different. You know, we're yeah. not, we don't sell it as like lead gen or as appointment setting um, because it sets the wrong expectations for our clients. We yeah. set it as demand gen. Otherwise, like it doesn't always work out perfect, but it kind of results in the same thing, but in, in a better way, we still have some challenges with clients 
following up afterwards but you know where we position us getting you the content like leveraging your time is really the the angle that we've sold on positioning yeah. versus necessarily leads because we started with the lead thing and it was like oh it's it just too many too many mishaps you know that just were working perfectly but yeah. once we made that switch man we have no client churn everything's going well we're charging a premium people are really happy so it's very very close but not quite the same thing yeah i noticed if, if you talk to 10 different people about lead generation you'll get 10 different definitions of what lead generation is. <laughs> and so, yeah. uh, well, it's like there's most so much people, time that goes into that. Yeah, mm -hmm. well, most people will be very clear about it. Like most, well, the challenge is though, at the end of the day, like I honestly believe this now that I've been doing it for a while. So this is my third uh, agency um, and I accept the other two. And then I've, I've worked with like literally thousands of companies in marketing in general, but more specifically in this very specific article where I help a lot of agencies, like 75 and the other 25% are like B2B SaaS pretty much. So all, all North American, yeah. all small, all smaller companies between a million and 10 million. These are all like mm -hmm. first time founders pretty much. And people are really stretched for time. No, no big like company sales teams, but they all, they all will say things like leads and sales and ROI, but they need to change their thinking because that's, it's very small thinking. It's very, you know, reactive thinking. They need to think community and trust because it allows them to be preemptive because once they build community and trust with a group of people and put it in a controlled environment, then, then, then they can charge more Then they don't need as many salespeople. Then they can suck at sales and it takes care of itself because the reality is if you own the relationship preemptively, you don't have to be yeah. good at sales. And the reality is like, there's a, there's a rule called the seven, 11 and four rule, which is anytime you're making a major buying decision, or anytime you're trying to get someone to go from being just like a stranger or acquaintance to, you know, a strategic advisor, you have to adhere to the, that law. And it's not a, like a, a law or a rule that I wrote it. A guy named Daniel Priestley did it. And he wrote a book called oversubscribe, but basically for people to trust you, they need seven hours with you, 11 interactions in four different locations. Okay. And so if that's the real problem that you're trying to tackle, right? Yeah. And so instead yeah. of just being calling this mysterious, like top of funnel thing, well, you can measure those things, right? Yeah. And yeah. you can take very strategic things to do that. And you're just trying to speed it up. Now you still can't control when someone's going to recognize they have the problem mm -hmm. and that they have the money to throw at it. But you can control the trust building aspect and measure that that way. And you can't control targeting the whole market versus those that are just in market. The challenge yeah. with inbound and outbound is that they're only targeting the one to 3% who are in market. Okay. And generally speaking, they piss off everybody else who's not, right? Yeah. So what you want to do is be inclusive because it's a funnel. And what they're trying to do is funnel people in to find the people who are in market. But that's the problem. What you really want is a flywheel that's inclusive no matter what. That, that no matter where someone is at their buying cycle, they can participate in your in your controlled form format, which should be a community. Okay. Yeah. And it's just easier. Yeah. It creates leverage and it doesn't require as much work. And honestly, like the the publishing of content is not that impressive. Like that is not how you build a relationship. You build a relationship in the replies and the interactions. Yeah. Yeah. And you want to do Absolutely. a public, you want to do it publicly, not privately. And the reason why you want to do it publicly, not privately is because it gives you more leverage because everybody can read it because what you're yep. applying and saying is true mm. privately and it's a lot less work for you. So you can do one to many selling in the process. So uh, what mm. I'm always trying to get people to do is stop, move away from private to public, mm. 
put it in something wherever you know where it multiplies itself <laughs> mm -hmm. and you put people through through that aspect and when you do it mm -hmm. in this way where you can so like our whole idea is like we connect with your ideal buyers but then we help you create all your content in an hour and a half so that yep. it doesn't take up all your time keep you yep. omnipresent you can in your snackable content is organic and paid yeah your list that you're trying to target is not invisible you can upload it to linkedin and the other platforms called an upload list so you get a hundred percent match so you can make sure your content your snackable content is always omnipresent with a very small group of people so dream yep. 100 then what you do is you flip them over to the long form format mm -hmm. where you have a conversion event podcast yep. or webinar call it whatever you want workshop i like workshop you know yep those that raise their hand, they then raise their hand that they're they're interested. Those that are not ready to be in that stage, whatever, you still have the backup, which is the community. Yeah. The community, you're just asking questions and being a good host. Stop trying to be the expert. If you mm -hmm. want to do anything, spotlight them and interview them. It puts content in there. It makes them feel warm and fuzzy, right? You go, mate. Yep. It's just like you got me. Hey, I want to interview. Sure. You know what I mean? Most people, most yeah. people who have a big head like me will say yes. <laughs> If they're yeah. a founder and a CEO and the relationship starts beginning. And what I always try to tell people is like, at the end of the day, the interview is just, it's just a fancy discovery call without the sales pressure. So it's better. The rule that I have is this, is I tell people there should be no selling until you have trust because they can't yeah. buy from you. So yeah. So mm -hmm. the, what we're really measuring is a trustometer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and there's ways to like get people out to raise their hand when they're in market sooner. So you can still shake up the sure. same people. They're like, okay, sure. well, but why you, or why should we really choose you? And you know, well, I can get it for cheaper somewhere else. Like right. you wouldn't have any of those kind of objections when someone knows you, they just be like, right. Hey, yo, Evan, yeah. how much, yo, I'm yeah. thinking about doing this. What's your program. Okay, cool. That's a quick call. Yeah. Okay. What's the price? Yeah. Okay, cool. And budget something over the paperwork. That's, that's right. what happens when you have trust. That's true. <laughs> it's like, it's a that's lot true. easier, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about um, like the mechanics of no like trust and how we can actually yeah. put this, uh, put this into play in our, in our marketing strategies. Um, do you have, do you have a process that, that you put people through maybe called yeah. the closure that the three-step closure something like this? Yeah. I, well, I have a two-step closure. A two-step closure. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, there's, there's, it's, it's, there are three steps to it, but I mean, I can talk about that real quick. So, sure. so so it's called the two-step closure call. And I want to be clear that it's not to close people. Okay. <laughs> that's not, that's not what we're trying to do. We're, we're just trying, we're just trying, you're not trying to get a yes from her, nor should you at the end of the uh -huh. day. What we're trying to do is get and get a decision made because a decision moves their business forward and it moves your business forward. You know, mm -hmm. there, there's a saying, I think the saying goes, there's nothing um, heavier the, the, there's nothing heavier. It's not gold. It's not silver. It, it's a, it's an unmade decision. Right. Mm. And, and that's true. And so if you really yeah. truly believe that you should be trying to help your prospects make a decision. And so the way you do that is making sure you set up the initial call, the discovery call really, 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 really well. If mm. this is the lead domino to getting closure in a second call. Okay. Mm. And so the, the gist of it, the way it works is this, is there's a few things you need to get um, organizing the discovery call. You should do no presenting whatsoever about what your solution is or very little prescribing, almost okay. none. So yeah. if you have a 30 minute call, you might spend literally like three or four minutes with the prescription or solution, assuming that it's appropriate. Obviously, if it's not appropriate for the prospect, you should help them get point in the right direction. So I always start the call like this. You say, hey, you know, Evan, 
it's been, um, we've got 30 minutes on the calendar. Is that, is that good for you? You know, um, cool. Awesome. It's a short amount of time. Is it okay if I just ask you a bunch of questions to make sure that I can help you? Um, and if I can't help you, I promise to get you pointing in the right direction. Nice. You're going to, you're going to say, yeah, for sure. So now I've taken control. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, the next thing you want to say is, okay, cool. Tell me who you help and how you help. But give me the TV guide sentence of it, the short version of it. It's important yeah. that you say that. Otherwise, people will fucking ramble for 20 minutes, right? Yeah. So they go, okay, cool. Uh, you know, tell me how you ended up on this call. Cool. How did you hear about how long have you known of us? This is gonna give you an idea of where they are in the trustometer, right? If they're like, yep. oh, I saw an ad, clicked on it, went to the thing, and I thought I'd just fucking talk to you, or it'd be like, Yeah, hey man, I've been like you got on the phone, I've been following you for a while, legit following you. Mm -hmm. Like I'm inspired by lots of the stuff you say, it's connected with other right. stuff. I know I'm a little bit further along on the trust meter, right. right? Right. So you see, so one is you're sussing out like, where are you? Because if they don't know you yet and they haven't consumed any of your long form content, guess what you're going to do? Mm -hmm. You're not going to proceed yeah. to a closure call. You're going to yeah. redirect them to your automation or at least to your 10 minute right. amplifier video because they if don't know. Have, don't trust yet. Yeah. No, they don't know anything yeah. about you. They don't really know how you can yeah. solve the problem. And sometimes That's people right. get, get on the phone without doing these things. And if you don't have it gated right, yeah, they, you're going to end up talking to someone who's qualified. And a lot of times people put this, they, they'll take this discovery call and they'll move it into the next stage and it shouldn't be there. It should go off as abandoned and educate. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Then you're going to find out, say, what, what's the problem? You know what I mean? How long have you been trying to fix this problem? You know, what does good look like? What, what is, what does success look like in the next 12 months? If it was a really successful year, you look back, what needed to happen? They'll tell you, okay, cool. So you know, you're stretching the, the gap. How long have you been dealing with this problem? What have you tried? What do you think you need to fix it? They're going to tell you these things. Okay, now you've got a little bit about it. You say, okay, cool. It sounds like this is the problem. Now you can describe that you're trying to do and you want to do this. You can do this. You acknowledge that they learn. And they're like, okay, cool. That was your prescription. Cool. Yep. Our product either fits or doesn't. At that point, you have to make a decision. If it, if it doesn't fit, redirect them. Okay. Yep. If it fits. You know what? Our product perfectly fits for this. I'm going to give mm -hmm. you a quick little thing on how it solves the problem. Cool. Does that sound like it would be good? Yeah. It would. Okay, cool. Before we get into like, you know, um, talking about this and how we can help you, we're probably going to do that in the second call to spend some more time around that. But I'd like to ask you a couple more questions. Is that, is that okay? And you're going to be like, mm -hmm. sure. Cool. Do you have money? Here's the average cost that people invest with us. Get the money out front yeah like literally like yeah tell them what the average is right and they're like do you have this range of money to invest with if the answer is no sorry can't help you do not do second call <laughs> yeah yeah the next question is who else <laughs> needs to be involved in making this decision yeah right yeah oh, oh it's just you oh no i need sally man i should have my program mention i should talk to my uncle bill because he used to be a marketer like I, whoever the fuck it is like just find out who it is okay cool they if they're not on the call you can't start presenting your That's services. Right. Like, don't bother. Yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. Okay, cool. Those are some great things. I have just two more things that I need to discuss with you. Is that all right? Yes. Cool. Okay. Here's what we need to do is I'm, I'm going to send you an email, some information. I'm going to send you a 10 minute video. It's called the 10 minute input video. It explains our services and what we do. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. I need you to do these two things for me. Right. Yeah. I need you to get everybody on this to watch this before we book the next meeting and it, and double confirm budgets with everybody. And then book the second meeting. The second meeting is a hundred percent for you. So you guys can ask as many questions as you want. Some people have one, some people have a hundred. I don't care what you need to ask, but you can ask whatever you want. So you can feel educated about making a decision. 
Is yep. that cool? Cool. Awesome. We need to agree on one thing. The second call is about making a decision, you, you know, because it benefits your business. A no moves your business forward and a yes moves your business forward. And here's where you I set tell the people, expectation. Yeah. You just set the and expectation. Yeah. You set the expectation. That's what the call is about. It's a decision making call, right? Yeah. That's why I call it the closure call. You don't care which yep. one it is. And I always tell people, like, look, here's what you're looking for internally is mm. you want to make sure it's a hell yes or it's a no. If you're not feeling ecstatic, but in this is a hell yes, this is not a dip your toe in the program type thing. We're either going to work together in partners. So yep. I need you to do your research. I'm going to send you all the stuff that you can do your due diligence so you can feel super confident. Are you cool with that? Are you game with that game plan? And we'll leave an hour. So there's lots of time. I know this is 30 minutes. Does that work? Cool. Awesome. See you later. Send them the stuff. And, and now you're going to get a decision and now you can get them in or off your list. And and sure. move things forward instead of being like endless follow-up cycle or like uh, putting people in there who's not appropriate. And yep. so it works really well. And that's called the two call closure method and uh, mm. everybody should use it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do something similar, by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go immediately and, and edit my scripts, um, <laughs> all my sales calls. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, uh, so I do and, and, and teach something similar. We follow no like trust. Um, and we, we try to get everything covered in three calls. Okay. And I, and I teach my clients to do the same. Um, and the idea is that there should be an expectation first that you're going to have a second and a third call. Um, and I tell my clients, there is no pitching. There is no selling on the first call. It's absolutely just intro, like legitimately just intro, right? Uh, meet and greet. We even call it meet and greet on calendly.com. Uh, and the idea is just information. You're just getting information from them, similar to what you just mentioned. Um, and it's all about, it's all about discovery, understanding their needs, understanding their pain points, where they are in their journey, yeah. so on and so forth. Um, so that on the second call, you can actually present a solution and, and this idea of no, like trust. It's like, I teach it like going on three dates, um, because everybody can relate to that. Uh, and it's like going on the first date and, and, and doing nothing but talking about yourself. It's a complete turnoff to the other person. Yeah, totally. Um, and uh, I mean, it's really the worst thing you can do on a first date because it's all about first impressions and, and everyone's really making their decision on that first, in that first five minutes. And, but, uh, but the opposite is true. If you sat down and asked the other person uh, across the table from you, tell me about yourself. And they started talking and you're like, wait, 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 hold on. You said something about traveling or, or something, you know, tell me more about that. You would immediately build rapport with that person because you're, you're actually listening. Um, there, there's a great book. Um, by Dale Carnegie, winning friends and influencing people. Yeah, it's a great. Book. He teaches. He teaches. He teaches I, this. I, yeah, one of the yeah. first ones I read a long time ago when I joined multi-level networking when I was like 23 for a quick start. Yeah, which was Amway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, okay, good. Yes, yeah. that'll teach. That'll teach you some uh, multi-level marketing tactics. There. I, I never did anything with it. it was never nope. successful. But the one okay. thing that was great about it was all the education and started changing yeah. my my mindset sure. of thinking sure. better and clearer. Yeah, but it's a great book. Yeah. Anyways, keep going. Yeah, no, I know a few people uh, in, in uh, you know, with Amway and absolutely their meetings go the same way. It's like, tell me, tell me. Um, it's like this consult, it's like this consultative sort of approach. Um, but yeah, so, so the idea is that um, you're listening, you're listening. Um, yeah. And then at the, at the end of the call, um, you, you do your very best to avoid a, a follow-up, right? Where you're following up with email or you're following up with phone calls because <clears throat> it's the worst. Um, and in a dating scenario, uh, you know, you have a great date. Um, it's mutual. You both had a good time. You're like, you know what, we should do this again. And they say, yeah. sure, let's do it again. And all right, I'll hit you up with, with the details and you hit them up and, uh, seven days goes by, you know, and they ghost you and it's the worst feeling. Cause it's like, 
it was a great, it was a great time. I thought this was mutual. Um, and the reality is they're busy or maybe they're on vacation. Maybe it's, it's nothing about, has nothing to do with you. And so I teach that at the end of that call, there's like a, a magic script where you sort of bridge the call. And it's like, it goes something like this, you know, Matthew, this is a really great call. Um, you know, I learned a great deal about your organization. It's a little too soon to know if we can collaborate. And so why don't we go ahead and put another call on the calendar now? And you're literally, calend you know, you have your calendar open and you're saying, how about Tuesday, 2 p.m.? And they say, yeah, sure. And so now it's this mutual thing where two people are agreeing and they're going up together rather than you running after and chasing someone. <laughs> so yeah, I, I love to ask, uh, you know, in these calls, um, what is your philosophy toward entrepreneurship? You know, mentorship, goal setting, books. Do you have any mentors that you follow now? Yeah, totally. Like loads. Yeah. I think when I, so if I go back in my journey, you know, when I started out, my mentors were books. And I, yeah. had read, I had to read a lot of them because I am a slow learner and um, really slow to like pick up and make change. Like some people are quick. They can figure this stuff out, yeah. you know, in a year or two, I literally need to be like years yeah. <laughs> like before a I lesson, before guilty. a lesson sinks in. And, Guil and guilty. usually, yeah. usually I need to even make the mistake. Like, like, you know, it's so funny. Like even like a lot of this fundamental stuff was around way back. And even when I started, I started with, you know, I started learning more about this stuff with mindset to begin with, but then it started into like direct response. Like I started buying courses on like how to mail people letters, you know, old school sure. copywriting. Like and I got Kennedy sucked, stuff. And, yeah, it's, it's totally, <laughs> exactly. And and then I got sucked into, you know, you know, the internet and all the green shiny, shiny object syndromes. And it would just go from one thing to one thing, which is very tactical, like I was talking about before. So I'm, right. you know, but when I come all the way back, I'm like full circle now after having 15 years of kind of like seeing it all and doing it all, you know, I'm like, ah, if I just stuck with copywriting and the fundamentals right. and, yeah. and some of these other things, I, I would have, I would have grown a lot faster. Maybe I had a lot less false starts. So th those are my entrepreneurs to begin with. And then secondly, you know, um, I didn't start investing in, in paid coaching soon enough. I would have done that sooner. Wow. Like I took a lot of courses and other things. And I think that if, I think getting around community and other like-minded people is really important, especially in entrepreneurship, because yeah. it can be a little bit lonely if you don't come from a family or friends who do it usually that you're yep. the odd, odd ball out, like, and, right. and you start becoming a weirdo, right? You don't become relatable sure. anymore. You can't relate to your friends and family. You don't yeah. really feel like you have anyone to talk to. I mean, it's easier with all the digital stuff today, but um, to find that, that community of like-minded people. But I think that paying for something is important versus just doing the free stuff because nice. you have to pay to pay attention. So, and I, I yeah. think that sometimes even paying a lot is the stuff that really fast tracks you. So like, you know, paying for coaching at 500 bucks a month is great, but why don't you join the, you know, one where you got to pay 50 grand because trust me, all of a sudden you, you peak up and then you also get around a, a really different quality of entrepreneur who changes your thinking. Cause generally speaking, we don't have business problems. We have mindset problems. They're usually just limiting beliefs that are holding us back. Now yeah. there's a balance between this. The trick is when you're getting the coaching, only get it from someone who is two or three steps ahead of you. Because if you go okay. too far, like if they're 100 yeah. steps from you, you can't go and get the coaching from a billionaire if you're trying to just make your first seven figures at a million bucks or something like yeah. that. Right? Yeah. You, you know, I need to go from six figures to seven, <laughs> but you could get, you know, you could get coaching. You probably, if you're like, a, if you're like half a million dollars a year or something, and you're trying to break a million and build a little bit of a team, probably someone who's done two or three millions perfect, right? Probably a guy at 10 right. is even a little bit too of a stretch, right? Because he's just thinking, or girl, or person or they or whatever pronoun yeah. you want to use you know what i mean because i don't really sure. care 
Yeah. But what it, where, what you just don't want to be two steps uh, far ahead, but getting that yeah. coach or paying a little bit more than you think you can pay is important. Don't, don't cheap out on those things. Um, and then of course, if you can't afford it, books and podcasts are your best friend, Google's your friend. I mean, there's no excuse. Yeah. There's no excuse yeah. for anybody. If you want, right. if you <laughs> want to do these things to be able to That's find right. it. Right. I mean, it's at your fingertips. So, you yeah. Know. Well, um, dude, I just want to say thank you. Uh, thanks for your time. Thanks for, uh, thanks, thanks for, you know, agreeing to jump on. Um, yeah. I'd like to know where can people find you online besides automation wolf, where can they find you? Yeah, there's only two places. I'm only active on LinkedIn. So if you just type in Matthew Hunt on LinkedIn, is I pick one social channel to be on and that's it. Nice. <laughs> and, you know, and then there's only one site you can reach me on, which is automationwolf.com spelled exactly the way it sounds. And it's mm-hmm. a one page website. You can only do two things there, watch a video or reach out and contact me. And I'm very proud of that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, simple, right? Simple wins. All right, my friend. Well, um, we'll end here and uh, I'll, I'll see you on LinkedIn. Yeah, let's keep in touch. I mean, we have a lot in common and maybe there's something yeah, we, could, we, could collab, we could collaborate on. You know? Agreed, agreed. That's, cool, that's man. great, man. I'll be in touch. Thanks, Evan. All right, Matthew. We'll see you, buddy. Bye-bye. Late.